0: Hi, I'm Brandon Saffa, and I want to welcome you to Variety Sports Network. We're so honored to be bringing you a place for the best sports content creators out there today. From football to baseball, hockey, to just a wide array of sports talk, we have everything you can ask for in one place. So we just want to say thank you for coming by and enjoy the show.
1: This is a Variety Sports Network production. Now to your host,
2: And we are live here. Welcome to the Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast, episode 135 here on a special Sunday, Mother's Day edition here. I got my guys here, the usual Tyler McGurk with me and my brother Casey Breyer with me. We're here to go over a lot, go over the Warriors, Lakers, tough game. We go over a little bit of a uh, little baseball news, a little hockey news, we'll touch on a uh, a little, a big, uh, what do you say, I'd say a Bay Area icon. We'll touch on him a little bit as well, uh, passing away this week. So we got a lot to get into this week on the Fat Boy Fade Away Sports Podcast, but we'd be remiss. Tyler McGurk, how you doing?
0: I'm doing all right. I have a rough couple last couple of days been busy. Uh, sibling, or not sibling, son getting sick and whatnot, but, and the Warriors losing. But outside of that, I'm doing well. I'm glad to see Casey on the podcast again. It's good get have three of us together.
2: And we did the Thursday night one, or whatever, whatever that was, Wednesday night I think it was, but that was the first one we had done in a while, and that was kind of a shorter one. So it's good to have the three of us back together here for uh, the, on the Fat Boy Fade Away Sports Podcast. Case, how you doing this morning?
1: Doing good, man. Glorious day, some Mother's Day. I'm going to have uh, you guys over and uh, yep. get some good grub today. Say nothing but good things to mama. because You're not cooking, are you, <laughs> <laughs> Not which, got Robert
0: funny. got on
2: the you know? yeah, no. yeah, yeah. My mom no my mom, she's probably cooking, right? She's probably cooking yeah. herself for it.
1: All the cooking, man. No. Gonna,
2: her own Mother's Day. She's gonna probably do that. Hey, just like my mom does, she supports us with the Fat Boy Fade Away Sports Podcast merch. Be sure to get that as well for your mother on Mother's Day, Tyler. Hopefully you got that for, for Connie. I'm sure she'll she would really enjoy that. Anybody else out there, I'm sure there would be a gift that would just bring a delightful smile to your mother's face and probably a what the hell's going on. To <laughs> <laughs> if that's the case, and definitely don't tell her to be a fatty. Don't tell her that slogan. That's not something you want to say to your mother today out of Mother's Day. So uh definitely over there. But uh Tyler, with that said uh i think we'd have to be remiss if we didn't give a shout out to uh to our brothers here a little bit we got to start with your mom Cottie. uh i it's funny like since we've known each other so long like right i was thinking about that because uh that guy john from out of your falcon mind podcast was like are you guys actually brothers i was like no we're not actually brothers but i didn't want to go into a twitter discussion of like yeah, how yeah. long you know? so i was like gotta <clears> get <throat> <and again. laughs> So, yeah. I, but i uh You know, you write something, you just delete it, and then you don't go back to it. That's basically what I did. And, um, Mm -hmm. but I was thinking probably, I would say probably when I was seven, it's probably when six or seven is when I remember your mom, maybe just because you get when Casey uh, and you became friends, but also when I played with your brother uh, and your dad coached me younger. So, one of my greatest memories, I always love it, was your mom. I don't know how she was able to pull it off, but she drove the van through that bridge at Rinkin Valley. It was able to make it over the bridge. It was able to watch the game from third base there. I was always impressed with that. I was like, I just remember being at second base. And I was like, your mother, that like I love the, the aggressiveness right there. <laughs> it was, was like, uh, I love your mom. Your mom was a good day. Just, just some of those memories with it. Yeah, so, she, your, your she's great.
0: I, uh, I mean, happy Mother's Day, Connie, mom. I love you. I'm proud of you. You, like, quit smoking, quit drinking all in the last 10 years. She's as healthy as she's ever been. Uh, And it's good to see I love my mom. She takes care of me still to this day in certain aspects of my life. So thank you, Mom. Have a great day. I'll see you later today.
2: Well, that's what they always do. They always take care of you the rest of your uh, life. Exactly. I know our mom, she'll like today, she'll do the same thing. Like I said, on Mother's Day, I wouldn't be surprised if she was cooking (laughs) for us.
1: So, you know, yeah, I'd, I'd be remiss too. I mean, Connie, Tyler, she was like my second mom for yeah. a long time. She used yeah. to introduce me to things I'd never try, like, like coleslaw. And <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like pot stickers that were actually fried, and not boiled. And like, man, what was, was the was other like,
2: one? You said that they ate stovetop. Is that what it was? He, the, he uh, he loved white he bread. He loved never white
0: helper. bread, That's what it was.
1: <laughs> Tyler, Come over and just all eat all
0: the white bread. bread.
1: I know. <laughs> That's the best. would <laughs> be like, stop eating our damn bread. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, we, uh, little, we had some, some good memories. times. She always, uh, I don't know, she always made life good. And I don't know how they somehow would always carpool us around to all these games. And I mean, oh, it's no. ridiculous how, you know, now that we're grown adults and grown men, you figure out, man, I don't know how you find that much time in a day to do the things that it did for us. Yeah. So. shout out to to the moms today and yeah they uh hold the fort down and yeah they do miraculous things they make miracles out of nothing so for sure we've
2: obviously shout out to our, our mom there with it like just uh does everything for us like Casey says uh you know just uh, you know, keeps us motivated by running 13 miles at times where I like can barely do two. You know, things like that. Try to rub it in my face at like 66, 66 years old. <laughs> just <laughs> trying to like rub it right in my face. Uh, so, uh, just shout out to my mom. Just appreciate everything she's done for us. Obviously, Good. shout out to Hannah too. Uh, my you know, my wife. She's uh, she's been everything for my kids. You know, obviously with Derek's situation when he was younger, her just having to spend so much time with him at those times too. So big shout out to uh, big shout out to Hana as well. And just uh, like you said, those are the things I think as a dad, you're not as sensitive to. Like, I don't know, like, you know what I mean? There's certain things, right? Like, where, (laughs) right. Like, you have to notice that, right? Tyler now, like we are like, Mike, like you're, you could be sensitive, but like just the overall nurture of a mother, like to be able to like, be more like emotional like i just like
0: get over it like what do we do yeah it's, a, it's <laughs> just a special it's a special thing they have in their DNA that they don't have like even with Emily and our side it's different we have different ways of looking at things it's they have the nurturing aspect we have the sort of rub some dirt on it figure it out and you look at our parents my dad your dad they aren't like they're not going to be the one who give you a hug to be like it'll be okay it'll my be
2: shit my head my whole life
0: <laughs> exactly there's no hugging like yeah it's a different
1: animal for moms and dads and they deserve all the respect yeah I, I always yeah, recall like the days that like mom would like for whatever reason would take off for a weekend or a couple days or a vacation and dad would be like uh, yeah, we're want nachos and it's like, man, we're not having any vegetables or, you know, or, or we're not doing a three-course meal or we're, we're just going to have, uh, like a shepherd's bottle, like <laughs> potatoes and meat ground not, It's not exactly dated. what your mother's day or your mother's dish would be opposed to your yeah. dad's dish.
2: I remember always going to Sheila's house, those were the ones there, but like I always said, uh, to all the mothers out there, you always think about the, our grandparents as well on days like this, right? So you always appreciate I uh, appreciate them as well. So, uh, with that said, on a, on a Mother's Day here on a Sunday, let's celebrate it with a little bit, a little sports here. Uh, Dallas, Braden, Magic here. Can we throw a perfect game? Can we do a perfect podcast today? That's, that's what we're on the line here. Can we do the Dallas, Braden on a Mother's Day podcast, Tyler? So that's what we're looking to do. Though what wasn't perfect was the Warriors, Lakers. Let's go there with my mom. She did a few post games with me. That was awesome that she came on the one with Xavier. It was great, but she came on there, and <laughs> that was good. And so it was Jordan awesome to have. Jordan
0: sucks. was the most memorable line of the whole. I know. I, you need to, I need to run. definitely
2: cut that one out more often. Uh, the Warriors fall in that final game one one twenty two one hundred one. We talked about that. Me and Casey a <clears compared throat> with it. Tyler, your thoughts
0: uh, with the game six uh, loss? I mean, just pathetic. Uh, that nobody showed up. Uh, Curry ended up putting up decent numbers, but even his shot wasn't falling. Clay was just god-awful from the start. He couldn't make anything. I didn't think he was taking bad looks, per se. I thought they were mostly open looks. He just didn't have it. Three for 19 on the day, two for 12, just terrible. Draymond seemed to have no energy. Uh, Looney was all right when he played. Wiggins having the banged-up ribs, you could see early LeBron banging into him, getting easy buckets at the rim, was going to be a long day for him. I don't know. Did you make
2: a Kerr's comments where he said like he, the whole year? I mean, he's saying obviously we think we can win a championship, but at the end of the day, right? Like that's not the like when they lose, he, what he end up saying? He goes, "We're not a championship team." You know what I mean? We just weren't there. We maxed out. Um, so obviously, he was just trying to put a good face on for the team there most of the you know most of the year there. So what do you think of his, his comment there with it? And then we'll go to Casey.
0: I mean, I think they. I think they believed they thought they were a championship team the whole year. Like they could turn it on and they just never could turn on the switch. And Kerr realized there was no switch to be flipped. They, I feel like he tried everything except for maybe playing Kaminga a little more, which I know Casey's been on him for. Yeah, they should have given him a shot. It wasn't working without him. But the roster wasn't there. They didn't have the big guy who could protect the rim, they didn't have another wing who could shoot well enough outside of the i guess nobody in this series shot well clay was terrible curry shot the three ball terrible like this series he was yeah, great in every other it, like, basically
2: the same as lebron percentage wise
0: yeah he just was didn't have the three ball uh yeah it was i mean the biggest thing for me is we wasted this year trading james wiseman to get gary payton jr bat letter why that's my biggest like takeaway from this year why the hell did we do this
2: well going, going forward
0: there's going to be a lot of implications
2: well, case, let's go to that because we talked about yeah, it. I noticed on our on our last podcast, and to Tyler's point, to Weisman, right? That kind of got, and you even commented on my post yesterday, Tyler, like, well, he would have fouled that in five minutes, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, so obviously, you weren't thinking that positively about him. But and these in this type of series, I think just even eight minutes, yes, with maybe committing four fouls, would have been valuable at times like that. So, case, what do you think to that point with the Warriors? obviously now with the big man issue they have, but going forward, can they even address it? Do they have the pieces even get that?
1: Uh, I mean, it's going to be tough. I, I mean, you know, the and one who thing, is that? The, I, there is no one right now um, that he's not on the roster. Um, that was a big thing going forward. When I was talking about that um, every year, the Warriors have won the championship. They've had a big man, or at least, you know, decent, like McGee, Pachulia, you know, oh, I mean, they're, uh, David Lee, you know, coming off the bench. I mean, it, it's just. But they've got
0: rib protectors out there. Bogut,
1: the Bogut, for Bogut. sure. Bogut, yeah. I mean, but, but there's always. Great it's great great great. Great. <laughs> I mean, you always have a seven-footer, though. I mean, yeah, you know, no, you had him there for sure. Yeah, as much as they maybe didn't. Participate, But Boken and McGee were actually really productive yeah, for Do you think yeah. Wiseman,
2: though, killed them not being there available this year? Do you think that was a mistake then at the end of the day to trade them? Or yeah, I do.
1: And now it looks like it. I do in the long run. I mean, you yeah. gave up five second yeah. round picks for Gary Payne. Don't get me wrong. GP2 played pretty well. I mean, as well as you'd expect him to do. It's just yeah. he's not seven feet tall. I mean, yeah. Anthony Davis is a true seven-footer, 6'11". I mean, yep. he could get whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted, if he chose to do so. There was just a couple, one game in particular where he just took the night off. But overall, in the going forward, they need to get a seven-footer, and that's the most disappointing thing I think about James Wiseman is that he, he just played so docile. It was kind of lackluster frustration. Uh, I, I know Steve Kerr can be really particular on guys that he trusts and wants to play. Gotta run that but, double hand off. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but I think I think Wiseman actually played well at Spurs. It was just like what Tyler was saying, you know, the foul trouble. It's just yeah. He's young. But I mean then again, look at Jordan Poole. I mean yeah. he's fouling at an alarming rate. I mean at one point he's he getting two, Wiseman could easily points. get zero points in 12 minutes. <laughs> and four fouls. <laughs> zero, 12, and four. You're like, oh, that's not bad. No, zero points, 12 minutes, and four fouls. Like, it was just – it was a – I don't know. It was do very you, tough to watch. Okay, so do you think there was – we said
2: this, like, Tyler, like, Casey, uh, and we talked about Kerr. You obviously were defending Kerr a lot. I do think, though – I mean, Casey touched on I think this was maybe the only series I can really point to in Kerr's run, even though maybe it's the, it's the freshest on my mind, but I really was thinking about this where I felt like there was moments where – Maybe he wasn't out coached necessarily, but he maybe out coached himself in some regards. And so, you know, that's the I don't know. I thought there was moments where, like, not like, like the not Peyton moment in the fourth quarter was the weird one for me in that game four, and there was a couple of ones early with Looney in the series.
0: Um, he was sick though. I, no, I know. I, like I, when you go sick, and then cool. There was moments Marie with cool your- as well. But go ahead. When you go six to 26 from three with their two best shooters and two of the top five shooters in the NBA, you're not going to win that game. I agree with GP should have been on Lonnie Walker. I Would he outcoat? I, did, I think he pushed every button except for the Kaminga button, which I wish he did go to. He lost a series in the Western Conference playoffs. He's never done that before. So sure, you can point to this is the worst coach series he's had because they actually lost. He's never lost at this point in the playoffs before. So, yeah, it wasn't a great effort by Kerr. I would not give him a, like, oh, he did great for sure. He deserves some blame for this. Uh, All four of the main guys, Draymond, Clay, Steph, and less so Steph, and Kerr have to take some blame for what happened in this playoff series. They didn't play up to par. So, go ahead, Jason.
1: I was going to say game six. I was probably the most disappointed in Kerr. The other games – Lonnie Walker, he gets hot. That's kind of a fluke. I mean, he really hasn't played much out all, all year, really. I mean, he played pretty much the first half of the season and then really yeah. didn't get any minutes. But game six in particular, I think you'd seen the proof was in the pudding, as Tyler likes to say. Jordan Poole, I think those minutes should have been just given to Moody because he was proving that he was reliable, consistent, was playing defense and knocking down some shots. So He's I think like that's guy. the whole That's the one where he didn't. He he needed to recognize this wasn't cool. He just didn't have it going. You know, he just like I said, he pulled a Ben Simmons. He lost confidence. He couldn't. (laughs) I like that comparison. You throw that one out, the Ben Simmons Junior one.
2: I don't know what that that one cracks me up like the Ben Simmons Junior just like that.
1: It it was. I get your
2: comparison
0: in your mind, but it sounds weird.
1: It, Such the, completely different players that just don't yeah. hit the shit. He's, he just <laughs> fouled and took terrible shots and turned the ball over. It was like he wasn't getting any action. He looked slow. Like at one point when he went for a layup and got rejected, he, he looked like he jumped like an inch off the floor. It was like there's no explosiveness. It was. I don't know. He it was feels like he's dribbling
2: too seen. hard all the time. Like every movement feels a little too much. It feels a little too much at moments there with it. It looks like,
0: like he plays with Vaseline on his hands. He never <laughs> can hold on to the ball. He, it slips out of his That's hands right. regularly and he can't shoot. That's, Tyler, really, what do you think really? of my pool for Aiden idea? I and would then, do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> I think I'm <a> being seven footer. <laughs> at least these seven, seven three, three, like three. we've mentioned before. They, are off, I don't know what the contracts look like or what Aiden's contract is. I know it's, it's a but I, I would, yeah, put the big guy next to Green who has – I mean, he's not the most skill, but he has some skill. He can hit a 12-footer, and he can block a shot. We saw him help them go to the uh, NBA Finals with Phoenix three years ago now, I believe.
2: All right, give me a yes or no. Does the big three come back, the main guys, Curry, Green, Thompson, do they all return next year? Tyler, yes or no?
0: It depends how much you train like. on. Uh, yeah, I think they'll all be back, yeah. Casey? Yeah, I think so.
2: Yeah. If if they come back again, what a not saying that's a bad thing, just I don't know, not many teams keep the run going like that in, the, in in professional sports. So can they will they will they keep it like the Spurs and through a bad year through through what they would consider a bad year, even though they still finished in the top eight, whatever that means to you. If you but if they see you know what I mean, but like <laughs> I'm sure it means nothing to Joseph Lake I'm <laughs> i'm sure joe's on the phone uh we need to get somebody immediately for this team right now we need to figure this out we're selling out this arena get the ice capades in here we need whatever it takes uh or so i just have a feeling he's uh not happy about it so we'll see what happens there with the with the warriors going to next year i think they do bring up bring it back as well but i just in my mind though it's just i think maybe that's just fan part of me that wants that to happen in some regards so Could you imagine – got to do something else, though, to give the big three some life during the regular season. Because we got to admit, like, the first, like, 60 games, I don't think many of them care anymore about it.
0: (laughs) I don't think the whole NBA cares about them unless you're, like, young – if you're over 30 and you're in the – you don't care until the last – after maybe the start of February you start gearing up for the playoffs. If you're over 30, you just don't really care. Just trying to make an all-NBA team and just get your numbers.
2: And I'm just saying, as we go on, Austin Reeves. I hope that you're flopping. I mean, we're gonna talk about that in a second. But my gosh, you and the Lakers are enjoying me. What do you guys think of Denver and uh, Denver now? LA. Who do you guys like in that series?
0: I mean, unfortunately, I actually like the Lakers the way AD's playing if he can stay healthy, and then LeBron, and then the way Schroeder played against the Warriors. Yeah, but. I, I want the Nuggets. Are, uh, it's going to be a good series. They could go either way. I, I just I think I'm just thinking pessimistically because I want the Lakers to lose so bad, and I think LeBron's going to win again. It just hurts my heart.
1: <laughs> I, I think Denver's too good. I think they're I think they're a complete team. Uh, they, they got they got a lot of guys in play. Uh, I don't really see. I mean, the Jokic Davis matchup is going to be interesting, just because Jokic is so skilled. And, I mean, Davis is too, but it's just – that's like a that's like a two-time MVP going at it, right? I mean, yeah. then you got Michael Porter Jr., probably LeBron James. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. is pretty damn good now. His shot from three looks great. Jamal Murray, I mean, he's the matchups good. are going to be – he's playing really well. And then off the bench, you know, they got – it's funny, like, guys like Jeff Green, Bruce Brown, like, they're actually good veteran players. Yeah. So, it kind of reminds me of like when the Warriors had that oh, like Sean cool. Livingston, David West, you know. Yeah, deep, the
2: no. and they even got that guy Ryan Braun. I like. Yeah, no, his name's not Ryan Braun, but whatever. is Ryan
1: Brown. <laughs> it's cr- makes it it's easier so for Braun me to remember the, 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 the,
2: the left fielder for the Brewers. Makes it easier. He's <laughs> better now he's playing basketball. Uh, no, I, a about? lot of well, state state I think it's a good matchup state though state overall, just from a strategic standpoint because AD was able to hit his rebounding. He, like, proved to me in that last series his offensive and I will be curious to see if he can put that much pressure on Jokic uh, on that side of it and really make him play defense. What do you think of that, T? I
0: think – yeah, I think Anthony Davis is a, uh, a nightmare matchup offense because he can get Jokic out of the lane. He can put him in space where Jokic isn't the quickest, most nimble of feet. But you have you, – the, the Nuggets are deep, and they can run a lot of matchups at you with Aaron Gordon. And, like, he can guard one through five almost. Maybe not five, but one through four. It's going to be a great matchup. I think the Lakers just have a little bit more championship. Like, they've been there. I, I just think that matters.
2: Man, I mean, you, you think about that matchup against the Warriors and what they what they were able to kind of make push the Warriors to. The Nuggets have a little bit more – to go at him though. Like they have Aaron Gordon, who's a little, you know what I mean? Like who's basically a Wiggins on defense in that regard? They have Porter Jr. who has a little bit more length. They actually have a big in Jokic. I forget who their other backup center they play once in a while, who's at least another body there. Um, and then they have uh the guy that was with the Lakers, Pope, Paul Bull Pope. I like him as a shooter for for uh for Denver and his defensive capabilities, but I think Murray is the is the difference, right? Like he has to be the difference in this series, to me that that's that's going to be the key. Like how good does he play um, in this series? It, 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 so because I really want Denver to win, I don't want. The, yeah, me too. I'm with you on that. I don't want the Lakers to win. Come on, Denver, step up in that fire line, run them out of the gym. I mean, they should have a home court advantage. I mean, both are both want to run so. And Austin Reeves might yeah, gas somebody with them. Um, and before, all right, what do you and, guys and and
0: The whistle in at Staples Center is just a crazy. a seventeen. Whatever happens there is insane.
1: Hey, so <laughs> do you got Boston <laughs> or Philly today? Man, uh, after Philadelphia choked that one away, it was so weird. Uh, but I mean, I hate them, took the over. last. Each team's won on the the other team's home court the last two games. Um, man, Boston. I mean. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum coming basically shooting one for 14 that just goes off in the fourth quarter. (laughs) One of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Four for six to close the game on threes. Um, Oh, man. I I, kind of want Philadelphia to win just because I am an Embiid fan, but I don't like Harden, so I'm kind of mixed on emotions there. But I – Boston lost against the the Warriors in game six last year. It'd be rough to lose two years in a row at your home court in the playoffs. So (laughs) I'm going to go with Boston on this one.
2: Tyler, based on the show you were on this Wednesday, I'm guessing you're going Philly, but let's see what you
0: think. No, I'm actually going back to Boston. I think Boston handled it. I thought Philly would be able to handle their home court, and they couldn't – I think. They're the wing defenders on uh, the 76 sixers. Their guards don't defend well enough. I think Tatum and Brown have big games, and I think they win pretty handily. I
2: think it'll be interesting how many shots does Marcus Smart make. I feel like he just gets all the open looks, right? Like he does. Like he's always open. There's a reason, but he's always open. You know? So <laughs> I <laughs> see. I always feel like it's a big thing. And that last six minutes of that game, I mean, Boston's defense on Philadelphia was. Just odd point. They were basically just forcing every tough shot. And then even the threes Philadelphia were getting weren't, like, wide open at that, that point. So, I thought they did a really good job <clears> the last six minutes, what they should there. What do you guys think of Monty Williams getting fired yesterday? Um, a lot of people didn't think it was the right decision that the Suns let him go. He won coach of the year. Was it last year? Got him to the finals a couple of years ago um, against the Bucks. Um, What do you guys think of Monty Williams getting fired, Case? Yeah.
1: Uh. Anytime you get a performance like you did, like they did in Game Six, uh, there's going to be someone that's got to go, and he was the one that had to go. I mean, if you, I mean, I watched that game; it, it was that was a tough watch. I mean, there was no energy, no passion. Kevin Durant, that was the worst I'd ever seen him play basketball in my life. Uh, Devin Booker, I, I mean, it seemed like the offense. I know they, I know Chris Paul was out, DeAndre Eaton was out for the last game, but I think there's they're kind of like the Mark Jackson, you know, Steve Kerr. They have higher expectations and they need a different offense. It, it looks stagnant at times. There's just you know, kind of Booker isolation, Kevin Durant isolation, and make something happen. Pick and rolls and yeah, I, I think it was it was time. You know, they just needed they need a different voice. Tyler I've
2: been arrested again. Sorry, I, I mean I don't
1: mind.
2: If they, if I don't mind that
0: they didn't want Monty Williams going forward. I. Whatever, it's their decision. I wouldn't have fired him at that point. They traded their whole bench for Kevin Durant. Let's see what veterans you can bring. They didn't lose a regular season game when Durant was healthy and playing with Booker. I just felt Monty Williams should have been given a shot with that additions they can add in this offseason to fill out the roster. That to a full roster, this roster was very limited and had what no was bench. A knew- white
2: guy was Lawrence? Jock
0: Lawndale. <laughs> <his players. laughs> Yeah, their their (laughs) roster wasn't up this enough to win the whole championship. I thought Durant and Booker, or not Booker, Booker played excellent as opposed to you, but I thought Durant would play a lot better and could get Uh, through the series. uh, But yeah, I I don't mind the Monty Williams firing, but I would have held on to him for another year to see how,
2: with the full roster, how they could have done. I, I got to watch the game, but because of, for some reason I had some TV issue with the app, so I only could watch it from the above the rim angle, which is like how you play 2K. <laughs> too. Yeah. But it was interesting to see because and, it, and it's almost great because there's no announcers; it's just the crap. And uh, but you could see the way they were guarding Durant in that pick when I just everybody was on him he had nowhere to go but case like you're like you said one of the worst games that you've seen him play just because of the shots and they get down by 30 and i think he he knew it was dead at that point too so uh he kind of felt that i think with monty williams it felt like i'm not necessarily necessarily saying you're right wrong about him not getting another year and that was a quick firing because i think sometimes in the nba they just quickly getting rid of coaches now and they don't let them play through things. And like we said, he just made the finals. He was coach of the year last year. So it's not like he's just the worst coach in the year one year later, right? Like he's not like that bad, but there was some weird energy there with the team. Maybe it was a Chris Paul thing with Aiton there with that. And then they had the two blowouts, right. in those games, the one last year against Dallas, like Casey said, and the one this year. So, and then they have the new owner. And I feel like that's the biggest reason, right? You get a new boss. He wants to pick his own coach. To me, that's the number one factor in this whole thing. I just think that's what it is. So I, I'd be curious if he I'd be curious if he takes a year off or if he gets a job right away.
1: Um yeah. know, well, like, it, it does seem like the new trend, you know, kind of like Coach Bud. I mean, you know, it's it's funny, they were the finals together, huh? Just yeah. I mean <laughs> the two just, finals coaches are fired. So Dave, we talked
2: about that last week with Lillard having an issue with that. Um all right, so those are kind of the NBA storylines. I did just find out here this morning before going on as well. Uh, something went, did you see that with Morant, Tyler? I guess yeah. Caught up in the IG video with another possibly it looked like well, that po- it looked. Uh, it looked like a banana or something like that. Like it did look like some sort of fake gun or something like that. So it looked like a real gun. So um, I I don't know. I don't know what the situation. I haven't read much more into it than that um so i don't know it, we'll see what goes on i saw savage had a great tweet about bain and jackson are the leaders of the team but that de- definitely seems like that with memphis so a lot of interesting things going on down there how do they yeah you know, i don't know how they they keep getting in the news that just for a small <laughs> for a small,
0: it's small stupidity yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. like call it what it is it's stupid like what do you no. like we've talked about it before you're throwing away millions and millions of dollars for what to be a young boy you want to be a rapper I don't know. It
2: doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't know. It, it doesn't make. So hopefully that situation gets. We'll see what Memphis does. They got a lot of questions now to to kind of deal with their on their and their situation. But a good podcast always follows three the hard way. <laughs> and let's be real, we we fall right yeah. in Memphis, so they'll always have the good storylines with that, and probably have the the most up to date information. So continue to follow them as well, Tyler. Let's get to our question of the week here, brought to brought to you by Row One Brand. Um, Use the code VSN uh, fifteen. You'll get fifteen percent off anything in the art gallery there. Um, I, I the question I saw this week I thought was a good one was, what's your favorite record of all time? Like in, ML, in MLB history, NBA or NFL. So like for me, like for me, my favorite record in uh, Major League Baseball is the is the hitting streak, the fifty six game, just because it seems so unbreakable. Number two would be the seven no-hitters by Nolan Ryan. Like, I don't know. The home run used to be there, but it doesn't feel quite the same anymore. So those are the two that always stood out to me, that, like, 56. Like, how do you get like that? I mean, even for 1941, just like, that's crazy. And then uh, I think Pete Rhodes is like next was 44. He's still like 12 behind. So that's how cool that record is. And then seven no-hitters. Those are the ones in baseball that stand out. You got one in that baseball and the other sports as well?
0: Just to touch on the one you mentioned, uh, 56. the best part about it is the drama that it brings to baseball when they, someone gets on a long inning streak. Like, it's lead sports center at some – once you get to, like, 30-plus. Yeah, that's a great one. Uh, I don't – I, I don't think there's like – it's like just like hitting 400 for a season would be like just unbelievable in baseball. Like it, the drama of the last month, if someone was around 400, hundred—like that's where I go with it. Or yeah. Like 73 home runs obviously holds a special place in my heart, but I don't see that get in touch with the new rules set in place.
1: So, yeah, those are the two. Like if someone could hit 400 in one season, I think that'd be special. Casey, you got one? Yeah, I was going to say 400, too, but I mean, nowadays, it's like almost the opposite. Like, if someone can hit under 200, <laughs> I mean... You did it!
0: You
2: did it! You
1: did it! You did it! 197! All, but, all but the strikeouts. Been
2: broken. That's what <laughs> so you did it. You played but, 162 games and batted 199. <laughs> who was the you guy for the Reds? Over a three of my fantasy team here. Greg Vaughn. Greg Vaughn, I think he batted, like, 201 and hit, like, 420. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's funny. Uh, no, that and uh, I would say you know the no hitters, perfect games, uh, it's the stolen base record, which will never be touched. That never. I, mean, never. I mean, it's coming back around now with the new rules, but I, I don't see anyone even coming close to Ricky Henderson. Do you think anybody could break his season record? <sighs> Man, oh God, well, I doesn't know. doesn't Tim Raines hold the record, or could I be wrong? No, no, I think he Is it Because I know Raines had like hundred thirty something, maybe, or but I know Ricky. I, Ricky's my favorite. I mean, 939 was the special number to get, you know, break the Lou Brock record for all time. So... No, no, no doubt. We got, what Gary,
2: we, what we got Gary here too. The NBA. He's got uh, NBA anything. Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, it's crazy, all the records he holds. Uh, thanks for tuning mm-hmm. in here this morning here. Uh, I agree that if we're going to touch NBA for a second, that's a record as well. Go ahead, T, your thoughts. Isn't it
0: funny how, like, we go to records and it's always goes to baseball? Like, it's like... Those are the records people care like or like big stats that people care about like for single season and career like NBA it's about like it's more eye test. What what NFL is the? I like was like
2: thinking guy. about that this morning. Like okay, like that's why I said with baseball like there's immediate record like 400 to you it came to your mind like for NBA like what's the mm-hmm. one that came comes like immediate like oh I'm thinking of no but I don't know that number like oh that record's cool but I don't know that number like there's they're really that's where it's harder with that sport. Mm-hmm. Did you have it with
0: the NFL? NFL, like career yards, passing you know yards. That? No, I don't know any of those. That's <laughs> that's a single, I might know some singles. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> like Jerry Rice has 22 touchdowns receiving in the season. I know that's a record. Oh, no, Randy Moss broke it with 23, excuse me. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's just wild. The way I know for NFL is Rice, 208 What
2: was that? Is Rice is 208 eight touchdowns. That's the one I know for the NFL. Like it sticks out to me is like yeah. that's just an all-time record that I don't think will be broken for the NBA. I was trying to think like, okay, what's the one like? Like I said, assists. I think that's the best record, but I don't know exactly what the total is. I man. I know it's like something crazy, but the one number I do know in this guy, and we brought it up. Gary just brought it. Wilt Chamberlain, right? The hundred points, right? That's the one point you know right away. You know that's the record. But I would say for our lifetime, the next one that is the one I remember just because it happened is eighty-one. That Kobe got it. I don't give Kobe much credit in, in our on this podcast, but you get my like, that's the record I know. Like, that's, I know that stat. I know 81 yeah. points. And so that's the one that initially came to me.
1: I always think of the 37 point quarter by Clay. That's
2: a good point, too. Ray right? said 22 points. Yeah, no case. That's a good one to the quarter. So, and I think he would have got it that one game. What do you have? 60 and three? Could have got, remember, people thought he could have got 81 in that game as well. Because uh, Kerr took him out because he didn't want to rub it in the Pacers. But like,
1: what Tyler a nice. Saying, <laughs> like Tyler was saying about little like about Wayne Gretzky. I mean, ninety-two goals in a oh, season. I mean, that was in nineteen eighty-one. But I mean, and then my Still, favorite one. I, my what? Nine?
2: How seen, many goals did you say he had?
1: Ninety-two. No, in one yeah.
2: season. Yeah. That that just seems a lot. <laughs> That's, That's a lot of points. That's like a goal. defense. That's a defense.
1: That's insane. Uh, then the other one I looked up just out of curiosity for like NFL was most interceptions thrown in a game. It was, oh. uh, Jim Hardy from the Chicago Cardinals in 1950 through eight, and then Ty Detmer, <laughs> Ty Detmer came close in 2001 with seven. I was think
2: they, I've they, done that Madden one, or twice. The middle
1: linebackers on the slant. That was, uh, like, the first time we got the one of the new Madden games in 2003. There <laughs> were, like, six interceptions in the first quarter. You're like, I quit. This game's <laughs> so, so, uh, so. Uh, I do want to
2: no. point out, like Gary said, at 22 and 14. That is impressive, right? Moss had uh, 16 there, so he did have 14 minutes. Mm-hmm. So um like I said, one Brand use that code DSN fifteen. They got watches now. Two people, so use that code DSN uh, twenty. You get twenty percent off something for the for the watches there. Uh, so we got. Uh, like I said, that was kind of a fun question. I thought with records, it is funny that our minds did immediately go to baseball with that. So like I said, I got Joe DiMaggio's history for NFL. I got Rice's two hundred and eight touchdowns for the NBA. Kobe's eighty one. Those are the ones that immediately just come to my mind right away if I had to think of those three sports. Um, yeah, I and, got I, and I actually know the stat. Like that's the that's the
0: important part that I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Will average fifty and twenty five in the season, like for one whole season, which is just unbelievable. Like fifty and twenty five. Could you imagine? You think could do that against that?
2: seventh graders?
0: <laughs> right no, I don't sure. think I
1: could.
0: <laughs> I don't even know if I could do that now
2: against sir. That's impressive, right there. Uh, all right, so that's our question of the week. There, row one, Brad. Uh, I always like that little segment there we do with our with our questions out there. So I uh, appreciate you, Gary. tuning in with those, leaving your comments there with it. That always makes it a little bit more enjoyable here with it. All right, let's do our bonanza part here. We'll kind of finish it out and we'll get to our winners and losers of the week here on our Mother's Day edition uh, here on the Fat Boy Fade Away Sports Podcast. Also look for us at Variety Sports Network. All right, gentlemen, uh, we kind of got into it a little bit either, earlier with Big Austin. Not, not Stone Cold, Austin. Austin Reeves, that is, people. Uh, should the NBA have a flop rule? Has it gotten out of control? It definitely came to the forefront this week with Stephen Kerr and his comments with uh, against the Lakers. Part of his quotes were, I want to see this see the league get better. You know, that was pretty his basic points with it. He also uh, went into basically how the Lakers in game four, they sold a lot of calls in that game, which he felt like uh, they did better brought lebron to the where he said his teams have never been known for flopping that made a lot of people laugh along the way as well uh but i he did say that you know fiba does have a rule in place where if the rash dirt uh deem it uh, basically it's a technical foul and then if you get two you're ejected for it you know what i mean so the NBA, i'm just afraid would is, is letting it get out of control again i'm not saying the NBA feels like always wants to kind of be like the soccer league, premier league, it feels like. They want to get to that kind of level in some regards. And um, I don't know. I think they got to do something about it. I think it's a big issue. I'm interested to get your guys' takes
0: on it here real quick. Tyler, your thoughts on the flopping rule? I mean, I remember when Memphis was playing L.A. in the first series of this playoffs, and they were complaining about the flopping and all the calls. And like, were ah, like, get over it. It's not that bad. It can't be that bad. And then watching this series with the Warriors being a Warriors fan, I'm like, my God, they had every right to complain about these guys. It's not the flopping. It's the after getting hit, just overselling things and like holding their heads for 10 minutes and then running down and shooting the three-pointer like they're fine. Mm -hmm. It's the overselling. They need to do something. I don't know what you do. I don't, I mean, it's just on the refs to not call it. And like, it's hard. And then maybe the NBA can review every play that is like questionable and just send out fines. If you're fining people after every game for flops, that's how you're going to hit them where it hurts. Hit them in the wallet. Uh, they were
2: doing that at the beginning. We were, they were talking about it last game, whatever happened to the to the games there. And even even the, the flopping even went into the stands last week with the, with the owner getting the ball and flopping and then Jokic flopping after Durant there. <laughs> hey, should there be a rule where there's a technical foul for flopping?
1: Yeah, I think so. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I was thinking about this. I think – basketball is becoming a lot like soccer yeah uh flopping the only thing is two points aren't going to kill you if you get a goal you know that's a big difference but soccer gives out a card a yellow card a warning which is basically you know a tech and the nba has done a good job with the take foul you know not allowing that no more for the you know transition and the fluid fluidity of the game but the flopping i mean dennis schroeder was out of control the last game against the Warriors, everything. was. I'm glad they threw him out. I know maybe he wasn't warranted, but after all the crap he was doing the whole game, it was getting just – it wasn't even fun to watch. Austin Reeves, it was just – I mean, it's not just the Lakers in particular. I mean, it's all around the NBA, and it's just – like Tyler saying, the embellishment of the calls, like, you know when you get hurt or, or hit, yeah, but you don't have to sell it to that extreme That's point. the
2: problem I'm having with it. Is like I, It's like it, – I always say this. If you're playing on asphalt, you would not be doing – you would not be falling down this easy. Like, that's kind of my point is, like, you have to fall down on every little hit. Like, some of them beads were hilarious. They saw, like, a couple of hits. I think Gary, though, with his combat here, if I just bring it up real quick here again, is uh, it's got it out of control. USA had problems playing FIBA last year because the players kept looking for calls instead of playing through it. And sometimes that's what's happening with it, Tyler. Your thoughts, last thoughts here on the on the possible uh, given player staples for it.
0: I, I'm off. I do something. I and it's you're Casey. You're right. It isn't just the Lakers, but when you have a whole team of them, it just makes it like just this constant. and they're getting calls too, which is the, yeah. like most embarrassing. Like where they get rewarded right for. It. Yeah, exactly. And they especially at home. They're six and zero at home, I believe at this point, and they have outshot every team by, like, double digits every game at home. I don't know. It's it's hard yeah, to well, watch. I,
2: I think you made a good – I think it was you, but you said about they, when they fall down, right? It's like every time now it's like, let's go to the review. Like, that's yeah. the thing. Like – we don't have to do that like can i always go back to 1984 and curtis Ramis, come on they got in a fight Get <laughs> well to the i don't we need to go back
0: that far where <laughs> I, that's okay though like well, don't even I, got whacked on the head going i know he he so you should have died You should have fell down yeah he should have flailed oh, and, and been like God. oh that's I mean, my yeah. point if you overdo
2: that and they have to stop the game and you're rolling around like that, then they, they're gonna look at the camera they're, or they're gonna go to the tape and waste 20 minutes of our time, you know. So, I don't that's the part I'm getting into. Well, right we would
0: have got two more free throws,
2: yeah. That's the part. I mean, well, you <laughs> probably would have missed it based on last week.
0: Uh, that's
2: a, so that's the part case. Uh, NFL schedule was released this week. Uh, I, I'm always blown away how the NFL always makes something out of nothing. <laughs> the NFL schedule, they always it always becomes a big deal. They have a show with it. They have these leaks during the uh, during the week about games that are coming out, uh, Tyler. And then uh, this week, I kind of one of something that stood out to me about it was the games now. There's five games now inter- internationally: three in England, two in Germany. Um, could you? My question is: Could you, could you ever see a Super Bowl being played
0: overseas? Never. I don't think they'll do that. I think there's just too much media here it'd be a big hassle maybe in like 30 years i don't think it's happening anytime soon in our that, lifetime will it happen you
2: think in our lifetime could you okay
0: let's, I'm say, gonna we go did, with, let's say we are gonna go with 40 no. <laughs> <laughs> let's give ourselves
2: 40 more let's
0: give <laughs> <them all. laughs> I'll take 40 more i will count my blessings uh, i don't i don't think it'll happen i don't yeah. see why they would move it overseas i don't think it would draw get them any more money other than maybe more exposure
1: but i don't see it happening I can't. See and the, the weather pedals. sucks
0: overseas in January. So in February. Yeah, but they got
1: to so I just can't imagine seeing like Joe Buck being like, "Welcome to the pitch." Like, we're, <laughs> we're, to uh, we're over here at the pond.
2: Yeah. All right, we're at Tottenham Stadium. There, there. I just think it, I just gotta find it interesting. There's the Jaguars got two games. That's what stood out to me about the schedule. I'm not a big. I'm not a big looking deep into the schedule here. All right, they got this game here in November. I can see this matchup. They're gonna, I'm like, well, you don't even know that half the guys are going to be hurt here. Uh, what's your thoughts on it? I mean, the one I've – uh, uh, That stood Frank out Frank. to
0: me is – Germany. Flanagan. Germany. they want to play they were, they were great in NFL Europe.
2: Uh, <laughs> they wanna, they wanna There's a lot of beer. A lot of beer. We do not the Raiders. Hopefully, the Raiders aren't in that Super Bowl.
0: Hopefully, the Raiders. The thing, are. Yeah, they <laughs> the thing that stood out to me is the respect the Detroit Lions get opening uh, the NFL season against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, it'll be a fun game. I think they're going to lose by 25, but the NFL showing some respect to Detroit.
2: I know. They got the opening. Jared Goff, my gosh. What a respect. We're going to get that shootout again with it. Uh, so, anyways, that's the thing. And the Titans, Nick, your, your Titans, they did put out the best uh, media schedule there. That was – they get the most creative. A lot of people love that. So, congratulations on that, and you're, you're like, what, probably 4-12. 4-12? 4-13? Are we giving
0: the Titans? Excited minutes? for Malik – not Malik. Will. will
2: Levis Levi's, I just call them Levi's. See, I just go with things that are easier to say. That's what they said. they <laughs> Levi's with it. Well, Anything well, else stand out to you with the schedule? At least Tyler Niners, they got like a lot of primetime games with it. You get the Eagles in week 13. Why did the NFL not make that game earlier when they're healthy?
0: Why well, do it late? No, what I to mean? Yeah. Brock Purdy has to come return to health. I enjoy I, And they get 10 days off before traveling to Philadelphia. It's a great spot on the Niners schedule, to So you're happy. The
1: Philadelphian face the Eagles. Exactly. I, just, I always crack up how like now it's like oh, Aaron Rodgers comes to the Jets, we get five Pride Power games. Like, <laughs> like five? That's a lot. Like
2: <laughs> the Raiders got four somehow. I don't know how the Rangers get. They want to put that
1: handsome
0: face on TV as much as they possibly can.
2: Yes, they do. I like what was he eating grapes during their NFL release? I mean, my gosh, (laughs) eating grapes, Jimmy Garoppolo. (laughs) Uh, He was too zoomed in, so you'd see if anybody was feeding it to him. But I'm sure somebody was. Oh, God.
0: (laughs) Off their leg with their toes. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think about that. Uh, so that's good here. Uh, all right, so I like I said, the biggest thing for me is always how much, uh, just how many people love the NFL and the schedule release there. So the media, they're always doing things with it. All right, let's keep it moving here. What do you take? What would it take for you to ever watch hockey on a semi uh, constant level? That's my question this week. I've been watching a little bit more of the playoffs. We back in the day, you know, you play the video games, you kind of know the players a little bit more. Even like the second line, the second line guys, you can recognize them. Now you're – you don't know the guys. I do like how ESPN puts the video game, like, on top of the players' names yeah. when they get passed to them. I still can't say half the names, but at least they're there for me to look at. <laughs> was, but, but is there – uh, what would it take, Casey, for you to watch hockey on a semi-consistent level? Let's say that's, like, what, 20 games a year?
1: There's a couple the things I was thinking about. Well, first, you know, Sharks. Yeah. Get them back on board a little bit, you know. See how they can, you know, start performing at a higher level. I mean, yeah. get the fourth overall pick this year, but I mean, it, I think we're ahead of the game. Actually, when we were younger, we used to take away the two line pass and a couple of the rules in the video games, and now it's a it's actually I did watch the Kraken versus the Stars, uh, and uh, you know it's I... entertaining. I, I like the rules and the rules changes. It's it's a lot faster. I mean, overtime's insane. It's just – it's so fun to watch when it's just like that. But I, I would say, you know, just having an interest in the Sharks, but that just getting them back relevant because when they were, you know – So the, it's just I mean, the
2: Sharks for you mostly.
1: Well, it's it's easier to get into it when your home teams are, you know, yeah. playing well. I mean, Boston Bruins, like, I know they set the record and then they got bounced out in the playoffs. Like, I had yeah, – there was no interest for me. I don't care about the East Coast teams. <laughs>
2: Do you think the NHL? Yeah, it wants all it? comes down Carolina. To the Sharks, Carolina maybe. canes versus Florida Panthers. Western Eastern semi Eastern finals. Yeah. <laughs> you know they don't want that. Tyler, yeah. what do you think? What would it take for you to get into it? Out of semi consistent.
0: I think one small thing they could do outside of the start is go to the Olympic size hockey rink. Give them more space. I think that'd be more fun. I that, still yeah. don't think I'd tune in more. I think it all oh, depends on the yeah. Sharks. What would it take? It'd be better it'd be the Sharks getting better. Because when the Sharks were good or like in the playoffs every year, I knew. Most of the sharks roster, I and mean, my big brother, I will. I'll always talk hockey with when they're interesting, but when they're terrible, I don't even bother bringing it up. So
1: like, I honestly I think
2: it would take us playing it adultly for us to watch that video. Like to so actually, there's no chance perspe- of me ever ice skating. So
1: <laughs> to
2: have an actual perspective on what the game is, I think we'd have to actually. Play it. I think that's where we and you would watch it more. I don't think it, the sharks would maybe help us watch it a little bit more, but unless they make the it as number soon as
0: game, we skated yeah. on the ice, they'd be like, Get out!
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: the Snoopy ice arena here. What are you talking about? We can make it work. Yeah, they, can get it.
0: Out. they have buckets that you can start out with.
1: You can
2: start out with the bucket, you can move around and they get used to it. Well, like, to like
1: the, be like the bunny slopes. <laughs> Oh,
2: man, that's funny. Uh But I think that's what it would take. That's actually playing in an adult league for us, actually,
1: for us to so watch
0: Never, watch. is what you're saying. You'll never <laughs> <constantly> <laughs> They'll never happen. All right.
1: A couple more. Have have Brian Johnson is the goalie. Big Brian
2: Johnson's guy. in Phoenix. He went to Phoenix this weekend randomly. Went out for a vacation. Hopefully met birthday. a lady. His birthday is next week. Next week. <laughs> Then he got on a party bus I didn't hear from him all night I got worried that
1: scared <laughs> texted him
2: and we're he's like I'm out there and we're like he got lost um all right real quick do you guys have a problem with the transfer portal in college that uh now that's been in place for two years Tyler yes or no?
0: uh no it's different I don't really but no getting him money I, it caught I my attention to make money. I'm a Michigan guy this week
2: where he's like, he's like you would change your job for 10000 basically. Like, you'd leave your job for more money. I was like, yeah, yeah I would. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. there's moments where you'd leave it for a lot more money. So, uh, you have no problem with it still, how, it's, how many players are switching schools or something like that. I mean, you it know.
0: makes it less interesting for, like, most. But how am I going to judge someone? Yeah, like, it is that. the yeah. rules. I think if they want to make it more interesting, they get rid of it. But I think a lot of people will just go yep. to the G League and the Ignite that are, really matter. Just the, the Nader's stats. Well, somehow the ignite, get all the guys. <laughs> I don't know why, but.
1: <laughs> Case? Nah, I don't care. I mean, yeah. it is what it is. I mean, coaches do it all the time, like in the players. Yeah. I, mean,
2: I just find it better. I just was curious. I just noticed do, it happened Do you think it would be
0: more interesting if you kept players in the same spot where you know where you could find them? Like, that's where I think it's not good for the game, but it's good
1: for the players, which is I figure, fine by me. I figure if they're good enough, I'm going to find out about them, so. If they're yeah, not good and they transfer, then they're probably transferring because they're not getting playing time. And I think it's – you know, sometimes that can be a good thing because if you're not getting playing time, certain coaches have vendettas or whatever you get in their dog yeah, yeah. out and they like a particular player over the other guy, and he's better. They just aren't getting the opportunity. I think you have every right to leave if you want to. You only got, you know, four years at it, so –
2: well, I just find the nil. That's kind of like the money thing. Funny, like I said, his quote here: "The people hating on I me mean, would leave their job right now for a t- for ten thousand dollars increase at Michigan. I got less than fix- six figures a year. So, hey, I, it's a job. It's kind of different. It's just a lot different than what we grew up with. So, I have no issue with it. Just kind of thought it was funny. To you guys' perspective on it. All right, hey, that was our bonanza part of the of the show there with it. I have a couple. Of, uh, we'll get to. I'll move one to loser of the week. So we'll, we'll go from there with it. All right, hey, let's get to. Uh, Kind of a, I guess a somber day here this week. But Vita Blue, who he passed away this week on Monday, and I don't know why this one. It was uh, Sunday,
0: moments after our show. Yeah, it was.
2: You're right, Sunday. And I don't know if you guys actually see. He's randomly. This is like a piece of like some sort of artwork I got. It actually has Vita Blue on. It's been there from the from the get go on our wall there. And he always was on like post game shows and all that like locally here. And I never saw him pitch so I only saw him in like highlights right but he always his name and like his delivery always stood out to me even though I never saw him once live and I always I always was kind of fascinated by him because the fact that he pitched for both teams for so long like the A's for nine and then pitched for the Giants for six years I don't know something about that always stood out to me so I, don't know, I just kind of felt like I needed to give him a little salute here especially because the A's uh they don't they don't get much love in that area anymore with their players they had they celebrated their like what was it the 1973 championship that uh a couple weeks ago and he was there and he's actually the youngest player he was at the time the youngest player living on that team which uh because i remember reggie jackson was joking about a story with that so that was kind of sad but i just wanted to point out some of the stats that kind of amazed me looking at pitchers nowadays as well and casey in uh in his MVP year in 1971, where he won the Cy Young and the MVP, he ended up throwing 312 innings, had a 1.82 ERA, eight shutouts, 301 strikeouts, and an insane 24 complete games. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. Like, I always say pitching is the one sport in American history where human beings has gotten worse at throwing longer. Like, it's just like, the, I guess <laughs> we just over time have deteriorated at that skill level. And everything else we've been able to, like, get better at except for that. So. Um, I don't know, Tyler, that just stood out to me. He's a name in the Bay Area that stood out to me. And um, I don't know, to me it's just kind of – Yeah, I think, I think you mentioned
0: it. With him playing for both teams, he kind of bridged the gap. Like both teams he, – he like did post-game and pre-game for both teams. He was kind of like – both teams kind of thought of him as their own. He was more of an A as a Giants fan, self-admittedly, that he was more of an A. But the Giants fans took him in as like – one of theirs and always gave him like recognition. He was at some pregame ceremonies and whatnot. and So he was just beloved by both fan bases and there aren't too many players that
2: are that way. You had 209 wins, Case 2, like I said there. Um Like I said, the windup that's the one I would remember. Do you have anything stand out to you about Vita Blue?
1: The name I mean, as well. <laughs> Vita Blue, place. yeah. I mean, <laughs> every time I mean, we've listened to A's broadcast for a long time. Every time he just hear anyone in the barriers speak about him, they have nothing but good things to say about him. Like, more so almost as a person than as a player. It seemed like he was just an incredible human being. And, you know, to be the type of player that he was and have those stats that you just laid out, man, it's just – it's pretty amazing, you know, the the, just the fortitude to pitch that many complete games. You're going to have a lot of desire to do that. 24
2: complete games. And be great at it. That's that's insane to me. 24. He ended up with seven years with 250, and he's pitched for more. And like I said, had over 2,000 strikeouts. And like I said, one Cy Young and an MVP. A lot of people forget that he actually is an MVP winner. You know what I mean? So he's on that select list yeah. of guys that was able to accomplish that, especially as a starting pitcher. It did happen a little bit more back then, but still to be able to do that uh, was very impressive. Especially, I think that was his third year in the league, too. It wasn't that far. It wasn't very uh, deep in the league. So he says if it wasn't for drugs and alcohol, uh, he still played a long career so it wasn't that he said those things affected him he thinks he would have been in the Hall of Fame so you can see his stats there that's his own quote saying that as well So just kind of interesting take there it's uh you know at the life of Vita Blue if you haven't don't know him I suggest that you look into Tim as well just a great uh, great highlights as well there so that's our shout out to Vita Blue felt that that was necessary this week it was on my mind it, too bad I didn't recognize it last week when it happened but definitely wanted to shout that out to you all right guys with that said, why don't we transition from there to uh, our final segment, our tradition here on the Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast, Mother's Day edition here. Tyler, winners and losers of the week. You got a, you got a winner?
0: Uh, yeah, my winner is all the Jokic backers for the last three years who are having no complaints about his MVP seasons. And then, like, the people who defended him after Kendrick Perkins is like, oh, this is race and whatnot. It just – And the Jokic, he he proved like not that he had to prove it; he already proved it previous years. But he just put a stamp on it and made everyone look stupid who ever doubted him.
1: Case, you got a
2: winner this week?
1: Got to go with the Renegades, XFL (laughs) champions.
0: (laughs) Did you so bad? (laughs) <laughs> WWE <laughs> always makes its way underneath. <laughs> yeah, I know, I told him that to
2: Brian every week. You know what do I do? And I was like, every week we gotta have a tradition for it. They opened up the Seth Rollins box. Maybe that's one the week they yeah. opened it up. <laughs> it was
1: crazy though. Do you guys know anything about it or no, not at all?
2: No, about the XFL.
1: Yeah. So not, I know nothing. I for I the knew record.
2: that. The, I just knew the records of one team was like the guy that the team that won was like four and six, right?
1: Yeah, the running the team that won the championship was four and six going into the playoffs, and then yeah. DC was ten and one. But the Renegade coach, I was like, "Damn, this guy just wins." Is Bob Stoops, the old Oklahoma <laughs> coach? <laughs> <laughs> it, and then Bob uh, the, Stoops is the, still hanging around. And then their 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 quarterback, uh, Luis Perez. Uh, I guess he like uh, he got traded to him like like three quarters into the season or halfway, but he used to actually be like. Uh, a semi pro, like professional bowler, and he's like, Uh, his arm hurt, I guess, from doing the the motion, so he changed the self taught himself on YouTube to become a quarterback. <laughs> <And he> actually, <laughs> that, that,
2: that's the so,
0: ultimate,
1: that is so insane. He, that's yeah, great. That's so a good. It, he actually threw, like I said, 17 perfect games, like as a bowler, and I was like, Well. He's I'm going to change my winner
0: to Richard Perez for learning how to play quarterback with them From, to, to From YouTube videos. YouTube videos. Uh, I've tried all those YouTube videos for golf. It doesn't work.
2: Uh, Keep shaking them right. Um, I got um, – I got, uh, Jeff mentioned it a little earlier. Richard Perez. <laughs> no, that's right. I mentioned it earlier. Dallas Brady. Darren
0: said his name was Richard. <laughs> Richard.
2: Richard. Uh, I got winner of the week, Dallas Brady, like I said with that, mentioned that Mother's Day thing. That was a great moment. I remember just driving in the car towards Bob's house with that no-hitter was going on. That was awesome there. Kawhi Leonard also happened on Mother's Day. I didn't realize that. The four bouncer in the corner, that was a Mother's Day win, as well. Raptors, they went on to beat <clears throat> the Warriors there. Um, the rest of the field in the French Open, the doll's not going to play, so good job, you build. You got <laughs> shot, <dude. laughs> winner of the week there. Yeah. Um, Snyder, Dan Snyder officially sold the commanders. Terrell, I know you were on the, the podcast this week. What a great episode you guys were on. A lot of bantering over, uh, a lot of bantering uh, that week is, uh, on the show. It was great. Uh, he's out as the commanders' owner basically now. So that's the winner week. And then, this one hurts, but I don't know how I don't say Lottie freaking Walker, Lottie beeped Walker. You're that's gonna be my nickname for you. So we got Bucky beeped for the for the Red Sox fans. And you're Lottie beeped Walker now for me the rest of it. It was like Kobe
0: <laughs> took over his took over his body for a quarter and just
2: man, he was good that quarter. Oh my gosh, unreal! So those are my winners of the week with it. Uh, also, a couple of Mother's Day activities I saw that people could do. Winners activities. I thought it was kind of funny here. Would you? It says. You could try – would you do a sculpturing class with your mother on a on a Mother's Day? Would your mom be into that, Tyler? Sculpture? No. She doesn't want to get her hands dirty <laughs> on Mother's Day? No. Take, take a family horseback ride. Is that something that your mother would
0: want to do? No. She's a little too fragile, I think, at this point in your career. As a, mother. <laughs> a little Jesus. pony
1: ride. A little <laughs> pony ride. <laughs> maybe, maybe uh,
0: what's the, where's that. What is that over by uh, – Oh, Howard Park. Yeah, how recording right, right over there's over there.
2: He's
0: out of control. He left.
2: No control. Um, those are my winners of the week. Case you got a loser of the week here.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Phoenix Suns performance was awful. Close
2: out close out performance. That's a good one. Terrible,
1: terrible, terrible. And then uh yeah, I mean that I just the, the NBA flopping, just the entire league. I just just it, is we're all losing watching it. It's like watching Duke in the nineties. In the late two thousands, yeah, it's just
2: bloody. The
1: one yeah. where they
2: get hit on the perimeter, they just kind of like,
1: meow,
2: like on the tree, like a tree. It's like like
1: <laughs>
2: it's like it's just like mean, kind of timber.
1: If you yeah. ever just go on YouTube you and watch flopping the NBA, man, some of them are just insane. Like <laughs> like a guy gets charged take taking charge and goes like ten feet backwards. It's just like uh, I don't even like, know how. Yeah. You- it's weird. They practice it,
2: uh, Tyler. You got a loser of the week?
0: Uh, yeah, I got Clay for his three and nineteen performance. <laughs> year, Twelve from three, and then I have Draymond celebrating with the Lakers afterwards, laughing. and having yes. a good time. That shit pisses me off. I hate it. It drives me wild. Thank you. That's a good one right there. I didn't have that. Thank
2: you for bringing that up. That fu- that frustrated me as well after the game. I never said that. I totally forgot to say that. That. Thank you for bringing it. that. I don't, I don't. I'm just not into that type of stuff. Like I'm not saying you have to go over and like. So remember, he did, he had a problem with Sabonis not shaking his hand. I'd rather have you not shake his hand. <laughs> yeah, me
0: too.
2: <laughs> I'd rather have you do that than hug him. Like I just feel like that maybe played a little factor in Draymond this year. I'm just saying a little bit. Definitely didn't seem as intense as he was in other series. That's did all. Did
0: you see the Schroeder and Draymond Green Twitter exchange after? No, whether they Schroeder. Schroeder was like, "Oh, it was such a great experience playing against you. You're a great player." And Draymond like, "Yeah, you just." They were slurping each other all the <laughs> time. I, was just, I was <laughs> out of here with this garbage. <laughs> I hate well, he gotta have, he's
2: got to have him ready for a punt yesterday. With it. Um, all right, so that's, that's loser of the week. I got cowards trade. Colin Coward's ra- trade request. I would do it, but that's just ridiculous. The one where you had the Warriors get Jalen Brown and Brogdon next year. The Warriors trade Poole and Wiggins. I was like, well, that that yeah. seems like the Celtics would not do that great. <laughs> <year>. um, <laughs> yeah. But we'll do that one. Um, Curry. In the last 45 seconds of fourth quarters or overtimes on a potential go-ahead shot is now 0-12. Not good. That's loser of the week. material. you have Clay. I got the other splash brother with that. And this is those two deep threes in game four there. Bob Huggins, not the smartest comments of all time this week. The beeping Catholics, it's not smart. <laughs> not, 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 not smart. So he's also the loser of the week uh, category. So uh, that's what I got there for it. Um, any last comment comments here, guys, on a Mother's Day uh,
0: before we get it called the show here? Uh, happy Happy Mother's Day, Pam and Connie. Uh, you did great, as far as I'm concerned. <sighs> yeah. Boys, I gotta
2: I gotta be remiss before we get out uh, of here. And Hana,
0: sorry, Hana as well. Gotta give Hana some love it, to it. Yeah, sorry. To
2: it. Yeah. Um, I think we, I'd be remiss to, like I say we were, we gave the shout out to the mothers. I think with the pod the podcast stuff there, I also wanted to say. Uh, real quick with loser of the week, Mark Jackson for not putting uh, Jokic no on your top oh, yeah. five. <laughs> he did, uh, he went on the radio to show to say that he made a mistake. And that argument you guys had on uh, the Realism Sports podcast about Mark Jackson being the head coach, I got to get on that one next time. Uh, when you guys had that discussion. Want to shout out um, some of those shows as well. The one Tyler was on Realism Sports, another sports show they shouted us out this week. Listen to their show, they do a great stuff on. Uh, on fights over there. They were talking Diaz and Paul. That was kind of a funny conversation they had. Far under the bench, out of your Falcon mind. They just continue to kill it. Let's be real. Three the hard They had a good show last night. Hoops of, hoots of agenda, Doug. He was he was taunting me yesterday on Twitter saying it's over. Let it go. Let's see. It's <laughs> Doug, stop stirring it up, man. Stop stirring it up, Doug. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, I love that. I'll music. get
0: Skeeter. Yeah. I'll go get Skeeter to bully you. We'd love to be yeah. We love together there. Not Peter Roger, Roger, <laughs> Roger, Roger Clark.
2: He was his friend. If
0: you- oh, <laughs> no, I Appreciate that.
2: Uh, da got our guy Birds of Bush, Josh. Uh, next on the T, Chris. Uh, he always uh, retweets our stuff. Appreciate him. He had Fred Lynn on his podcast. He's killing it. Adam and uh, he 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 had a new menu out of Memphis called Hen House. And I was like, that's my favorite beer. You got a menu. Where <laughs> you got a restaurant named Hen House over there. So, shout out to him. They always tune to the podcast. Your brother, uh, Chris, Sacktown, Pager for Three, Gary Smith here. All the comments that make it fun. My mom uh, and uh, Xavier doing the the post games. That is over now. So, just kind of want to shout out those guys out. It was fun doing that little ride with them, Tyler. uh, You were able to come on to a few times in case. So, no more Warriors post games, guys. So, it's back to Sundays for us.
0: Hey, good job, guys, doing those. Those were fun. They were always entertaining. And uh, someone had to do them. And, Casey, good job.
1: No, no, I appreciate you. that. I just wish we could have gotten a couple more series. and It didn't work like last year. Not no, it now. did not. But no, now no. I can actually go to bed without stressing the hell out. So. <laughs> and not wake up pissed off in the morning. So, well, not crazy. every day, but... Uh, Even as right, a grown man, that... it's, it's like, God. you feel like a little kid when your team loses. No matter how old you get, it's just like, yeah, sour grapes. The next morning that at work, people are not in a good mood. It's just like when they win, it's like, ah, man, today's a great day.
0: At uh, least you don't have to see the newspaper in the morning like you need I either. don't. I don't. I, I,
1: don't, I, I, I get up you before, before the newspaper, newspaper gets delivered. The morning <laughs> it's always the worst part. The first ever <laughs> I, get, uh, I get up before the newspaper's delivered. <laughs> I
2: avoid That's it. That's Um, All right, so that's our Mother's Day edition there with it. Happy Mother's Day, Tyler, for Casey Breyer. We'll see you next week.
1: Peace. Peace.